Hello and welcome back to another episode of 15 Minute Medicine. We will try to make medicine as simple as possible, but not simpler than that. I'm Eforso, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by Farai. Hey guys, long time no see. How's everyone doing? It's been a long while since we've been here. Since we last spoke, Farai and I have undergone a title change. So we're now medical doctors. You're speaking to Dr. Ohomba and Dr. Chigumadze. It feels good to be finally in the medical profession, but uh, it's been a rough road so far. How have you been finding the first few months? Yeah, it's been very busy because I'm in, currently in general surgery, but um, seeing all the, all that we see in general surgery, but uh, enjoying it so far because I think I'm a surgeon at heart, so I'm in my element. How does it feel knowing that now you kind of actually have to take care of the patients and you can't just pass it off onto the registrar or the other interns? Uh, there's a lot more responsibility, which feels good. Obviously, it adds a lot of pressure as well, but um, we just got to take it in our stride and it's part of our journey, part of our growth as doctors. So it's been good. So I don't know if everyone knows about what happened to us. We're currently both working in Gauteng and in the first month of working, come the 28th of January, we were told by a WhatsApp message that was circulating amongst doctors, well, specifically medical interns, that we were not going to be paid in the first month and that our salary was going to come sometime in February, hopefully. So that was quite a big shock. Also, how were you feeling at that stage? Yeah, I was quite demoralized. Eh? I've been looking forward to that first salary from the first day of work. And like that excitement was building, building, building. And then you get disappointed by that. Then every day after that, until we finally got paid, like going to work felt a little bit like a demoralizing. And I was just like, yo, my bank account needs some CPR right now. That's definitely true. You kind of feel, this it's a bit of an exaggeration, but you feel like a slave when you're going to work, working those hours and you know that you're not getting paid. That leads us to what we're going to speak about today. Today's discussion is going to be centered around doctor salaries. How much is enough? Do we get paid too much or too little? So just to start off, we can just discuss basically on average what doctors in the public health system earn. So we can speak with certainty for ourselves. As interns, we just earn we earn per month, just after tax, approximately 39,600 rand per month. Then it goes up according to experience and um, rank for MOs, commissars, in, um, registrars and consultants, which could earn approximately starting about 82,000 rand a month. These are rough figures uh, from pay scale. And then obviously, I'm sure we all know, for those of us who have consulted a private doctor, the sky is the limit with how much they earn. But also with that, the sky is the limit, but also the working hours. So you kind of have to decide what you want. So you're saying, of course, a consultant is earning upwards from 80,000 rand per month. Yeah. So that's essentially the starting. And then it can obviously be up to 100,000 and more per month. So it just depends on where you are, which province you're in, what specialty you're in. So it varies. And obviously experience. That's quite interesting. When we think about salary, so it's quite easy to be like, oh no, we deserve to be getting paid more. But the case isn't that simple. There are obviously economic principles which determine how much your salary is. And it basically goes down to supply and demand. When you're working in a corporate setting, they rank how much you get paid on how much good or not, let's say good, let's say how much money you can bring into the company. But when you're working in fields such as education and healthcare, as we do, you can't really define public goods. So it comes down to basic supply and demand, as I said before. Supply being how many medical doctors there are, which is determined by the amount of medical students the medical schools are taking in per year. And then also how many 
medical specialists are being produced by the hospitals as well, which is actually quite expensive if you look at the numbers. We don't actually have real, um, figures to point out how much it costs to train a specialist in South Africa, but I found quite a reliable source saying that in America, to train a resident, it costs 150000 American dollars per year. There's a consultant where we studied who used to create a rough estimate of how much it would cost to train a single intern from beginning of med school till the end of med school, and she estimated approximately 1 million rand per doctor. So you can just imagine how many millions of government is spent on producing doctors. Sorry, Fosso, so you're telling me right now that you're basically worth a million rand right now as you're standing. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. So now just to discuss how the medical profession can be different from other professions. Obviously, we work long hours. That's quite a well-known fact. Other professions also do. But within our long hours, there's also the high-pressure environment of like knowing that someone's life is on your hands or one wrong decision could change someone's trajectory. And that's quite a high-pressure environment to be in. And I think, obviously, um, we feel like actually we need deserve to be well compensated for making such key decisions in people's lives. That's very true, Fossa. But like you're saying, also other, other um, fields also do have to work long hours. That example that you had, I actually know someone who was telling me for the first three months of this year, he's been coming in at 9 a.m., quite late if you ask me but every night he's been finishing at no earlier than 12 a.m and he still goes home and has to do more work so imagine doing that every day except for sunday do we have to do that um sometimes we do but um also in that time what are we doing see we actually clocking patients seeing patients making decisions that affect their entire lives and at the same time dealing with a lot of emotional things as well telling people that their loved ones have passed away. And that's quite a lot of emotional uh, baggage to take on, a lot of burdens to take on. Mm, there's a human aspect, I see, which is quite different, as opposed to sitting behind it, not to belittle anyone's work, but sitting behind a desk, as opposed to now dealing with someone who's telling you that they are having an emergency. So there is a bit of a difference that is there. One thing that also differentiates us from other people in their workplaces is that we may have quite a high starting salary, but it kind of plateaus. So you might find that Kuwi might be making upwards from two to three times higher than most people's starting salaries. But within a few years, they've caught up and in many cases exceeded us. Um, what also differentiates us is that we, have, we don't necessarily have the ability to negotiate our salaries. When you're working in a public setting in the Department of Health, we working as interns. We can't now go for so I do five times the amount of work that you do. I'm seeing 50 patients, whereas you only see two patients. I'm doing three spinals a day. You only do three in the entire year. I can't go to the CEO and be like, I deserve to be getting more money. No, my salary is kind of fixed. So that also, it makes it a bit harder to, for your set not harder, it's impossible for your salary to rise, especially at our level with other people have that opportunity. So it would be nicer to maybe have us all earning a slightly higher salary as a baseline because we do put in a lot of hard work. I speak for the majority of interns, making sure that you guys all go and do a good job at work tomorrow. Are there any arguments to say that we do get too much money, Fosa? Well, one could say that we do because 
I pers- okay, maybe I can only speak for myself. I feel like I'm quite well paid. Um, sometimes even like overspending on random stuff because you know, I have enough money to do that. But on the other end, we actually do do a lot of work, and I feel like we should be well compensated for the work that we do. And so there's arguments to for and against us getting paid too much or too little. So there's arguments that say that we're getting paid too much. Do you think with how much you're earning now, you're able to cover your basic living expenses? I am able to cover my basic living expenses and even more than that. But I think also it's important that we are able to have leisure activities and spend money on things that we actually do care about. Because for our mental health, especially especially with the job that we have, it's important for us to like be able to take good holidays and rest well when we can. So, But on the other hand, we could argue that if the system ran better, then we wouldn't have such a need for all these extravagant things that we like to get, like beamers and, and so forth. But um, I also just think about an example that happened in Canada where some of the doctors refused a pay increase and wanted the money to be put back into the system to help it run smoother. I think that would be quite a, an option in our setting, if possible, where we can hire more staff um, just to reduce the burden that we all face at, in the workplace. And I think that would, I'd be willing to take a pay cut if that was possible. The only difference there is that, although their intentions are very good, but in Canada, those doctors are earning about 403,000 Canadian dollars a year. So that's already quite a high salary to be earning. I would also be able to easily turn down money if I was earning that much. But I don't know. Yeah, the intentions are still good at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a fair point. But... We'll just have to see how it can be applicable in our setting. If I was to actually ask you now, how much is enough money? If I was to come to you and ask you, okay, we've allocated some more money, me as the as me as the Minister of Finance, along with the Minister of Health, we've made more funds available. How much money do you think that how what percentage should we increase your salary by? So only about like forty thousand just under. So maybe like let's say another extra five grand in Yana. <laughs> so that would be a <laughs> maybe another like just under five percent, like four five percent. So what? Actually, no, sorry, that's ten percent. Yeah, I don't. You, see, you can see I'm not in finance because uh, my maths isn't the greatest anymore. And what would that enable you to do? That extra five grand. I think uh, more frequent holidays or like I can afford instead of maybe like one small, like big holiday, or maybe like two decent holidays a year or like try and like make the most of my leave, you know, spend time with family and loved ones and do enjoyable things with them, you know, and spend money on them. Because I think like, you know, we have so little time with family and loved ones. So maximizing that time and like making the most of it is very important. Mm, that has, that's Sounds very true. Also, I guess if you had to pay back um, any study loans, it would also make it a lot easier if you're earning five or five thousand rand more per month. That mm-hmm. could greatly reduce the amount of time it would take you to pay back NISFAS or any other bursaries. To make this to make sense of this whole topic, I think we should kind of sum up what are the actual problems when we talk about salary. Is it a case of purely money or are there other surrounding factors that make this discussion kind of why we actually have to have this discussion and i think we can sum it up in three points of problems that are currently there when it comes to kind of money and the work setting so the first one i would say 
is that currently our job, I feel we're doing more than what's in our job description. So in terms of the amount of time that we're spending, with the nature of the job, you obviously, you can't just say I'm clocking off at 4 p.m. Because at any, amount, at any moment in time, an emergency can pop up and then you are stuck there. Second of all, like if also like you mentioned before, we often have cases where we now do things that are not in our job description in terms of now acting as Porsche, as porters. We have to push patients to their chest x-rays, to theater, when there's people already paid for that. We end up sometimes having to do the nurse's job. We end up having to act as temporary counselors when patients are dealing with difficult news that's hard to bear. We need to speak to their families, which are all, we become your uh, thick healer, but it is a lot to take on. So you get physically and mentally exhausted, which is quite a lot. The second point is the amount of time that we're spending away from our families. Growing up, I personally know what it's like to have a, a parent that's in the field of medicine. And it's a very, very busy one where you, it's very hard to compensate, especially in training years. So I think where the money comes into it is that you feel like you can kind of compensate. If you have more money, then you can go for better holidays. But if we had a job where we're just able to spend more time with our family's baseline, it wouldn't be as important. And the third point that I'd like to say, and this is basically building on the previous points, is just how emotionally taxing this job is. We're constantly faced with patients that are dealing with grave news, whether it's the news of impeding death of themselves. If we have to explain it to family, it's just a lot to take in and can lead to a lot of mental exhaustion. Yeah. And burnout is a real thing as well. Burnout and depression amongst doctors. That is a very, very high incidence. And obviously, we there's also a culture of like, you have to be strong. So... We don't really talk about it that much. Um, so I think that's another issue that we need to deal with and add to this um, summation of this topic. So then looking at those problems, the solution that I've proposed, and there are definitely many more, I'm sure Fosse can agree, with if we're looking at whether salary is the main problem, the solution that we can look at is, one, we can either increase our salary and it can be left to self-determination whether you want to use that money to go on more relaxing holidays whether you want to seek personal counseling or that money can be used to hire more staff which would allow you to have more free time it can also allow you to stick to mainly to what your job description actually is so if portals are actually there you don't have to spend an hour of your time in a day taking patients back and forth you have enough nurses as well, like we said as well, doctors. If you have more doctors, you don't have to be there all the time. Fewer calls in a month. Then the other thing, if money doesn't go directly to us, it can be filtered back into the into the healthcare system where we make sure that there's enough equipment and you don't have to be finding alternative substandard solutions to be treating patients. Therefore, patient outcomes improve we feel better as humans at the end of the day. And then finally, in addition to the previous point, if money can be put back into the hospital to make it a more work-friendly environment that people actually look forward to going to at the end of the day, whether that means improving the cafeteria, making places for doctors to go and 
rests during calls or just putting anything a library that's not just filled with medical textbooks for people to study in just so that people can relax in the hospital setting that will also just help things so money i think is the solution but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of our salaries that's just my two cents and i think if anyone has any other suggestions we can add that you feel free to please post that on our social media pages yeah i completely agree with you farai and definitely the conversation doesn't have to end there but unfortunately we've run out of time so that wraps up another episode of 15 minute medicine um we want to continue the conversation online so you can find us on our various social media platforms on twitter you can find us at medicine underscore minute that's 15 minute medicine on instagram 15 minute medicine one word and on facebook 15 minute medicine you can continue the conversation let's talk about do doctors get paid enough and if you have any other topics you'd want us to discuss you can let us know online and thanks for listening to another episode of 15 minute medicine where we try and make medicine as simple as possible but not simpler than that. Yeah.